I Will Rejoice in Your Salvation by William Nicholson, 1862 I Will Rejoice in Your Salvation, Psalm 9, verse 14 The minds of the wicked find joy from the most trivial causes, causes which the Spirit of God has taught the Christian to estimate as mere vanity and vexation of spirit. To the enlightened mind, the pursuits of this world and the possessions of the most wealthy dwindle into insignificance when compared with the value of the soul and its great salvation. If a sinner finds cause for joy in his career of iniquity, the end of which is damnation, and surely the believer has an unfailing source of joy and consolation in God's salvation. No one can rejoice in salvation unless he understands it. There will be a knowledge of the necessity of salvation, arising from the conviction of one's fallen, guilty, and condemned state before God, of the accomplishment of salvation by the atoning death, resurrection, and intercession of Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 that when received, salvation will grant pardon to the guilty, justification to the condemned, liberty to the spiritual captive, health to the spiritually sick, sight to the spiritually blind, and in short, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. No one can ever rejoice in salvation unless he has felt his need of it. The Spirit has opened the eyes of his understanding and revealed to him his great guilt and need of the Saviour. He now knows the plague of his own heart. He now feels his utter helplessness and perceives the adaption of the Saviour to his state as a perishing sinner. True salvation always produces joy and rejoicing. I will rejoice in your salvation. The sick person rejoices when his disease departs, when the bloom of health again mantles his cheek, etc. The debtor rejoices when his debts are discharged, etc. The culprit rejoices when reprieved, when he hears the opening of the doors of his prison house. And shall not the penitent and believing sinner rejoice? He is saved, saved from the guilt of sin, the condemnation of sin, the dominion of sin, the power of death, the dominion of the grave, and the vengeance of everlasting fire. This joy springs from the realization of divine mercy, through the sin-atoning death of Christ. This rejoicing is over an infinite soul, redeemed by an infinite price, from an infinite damnation to infinite joys, realized first here and then to be realized fully in an infinite heaven. What a possession! What a prospect! I will rejoice in your salvation. 1. 
the believer rejoices in the origin of salvation. It is the result of distinguishing grace, the sovereign goodness and unmerited compassion and favor of God. Man did not deserve it, had no equitable title to it, never solicited it. God beheld him as an outcast, pitied him, and condescended to save him. 2. The believer rejoices in the procuring of salvation when he sees his Redeemer in the garden and on the cross he weeps, but they are tears of joy when he sees Christ's astonishing love. There he sees him bearing his sins and dying in his stead, etc. 3. The believer rejoices in the glorious properties of salvation, the freeness of it, requiring no qualifications nor conditions, the purity of it unto holiness, the power of it, saving him from the guilt, dominion, and pollution of sin, the extensiveness of it, investing him with every spiritual blessing, the certainty of it, assuring the soul, I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, ever. No one will snatch them out of my hand. John chapter 10, verse 28. 4. The believer rejoices in the prospective consummation of salvation in heaven. He anticipates with joy the full harvest, the fruition of hope, and the vision of glory in which faith shall be lost. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Psalm 16, verse 11.